0: From Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. If I made my point, I need to see something from you today. Starting with the draft. So, my guy, Daniel Jeremiah, came in here yesterday. DJ previews the draft, and what he said was the first round was going to be great for two reasons chaos and quarterbacks. And of course, DJ nailed it the way he always does. We had chaos and we had quarterbacks, and we had both right off the very top of the draft. But that's not all DJ nailed when he came up in here yesterday because after the first pick went exactly as everybody expected with Bryce Young going to Carolina, the Texans then took a big, big swing. They made the shock move of the round. They trade up from 12 to 3. They give up a hell of a lot to do it. And then they get a couple of studs, they hope. I mean, an absolute shock to pretty much everybody watching except those of you who were listening yesterday because DJ, the aforementioned, actually called that very thing before it happened. He knew exactly what was going to happen.
1: The two names that I've heard come up more than any other with them in the last few days you know, has been if they're going to take a quarterback, it's C.J. Stroud. Uh, if not him, then probably going to put it in a fair way uh, with Will Anderson, who's one of the cleanest, safest players in the draft. He's a really, really, uh, really good player. He's a top defensive player, you know, when you factor in everything. So that's why in my last mock draft, Jim, I was like, well, shoot, I've got the keys to the car. Let's uh, let's go ahead and give them both of them. They can trade back up from 12 to 3 to get the quarterback. They get the defensive lineman.
0: Hello? I mean, my dude can see the future. Incredible. I mean, that's absurd when nobody knows anything at all about the draft, DJ just nailed that. Not only nailed the trade, nailed the exact players. This is why DJ is the very best there is. That and the fact that he's got love and respect and history with this show. DJ was a clone way back in the day before he became a legend. And speaking of clones, speaking of clones in high places, by the way, that trade was a very interesting move made by none other than Texans GM and noted underground clone Nick Casario. I go way back with the jungle. Uh, actually, I have
2: a jungle-related story and a smack-off-related story in the same vein. So, you know, I was a big smack-off listener. I haven't looked to the smack-off here in a little bit. But um, last week when we had Lovey's introductory press conference, uh, we had an opportunity with our local media unbeknownst to me and i had plenty of interactions with sean pendergast but i didn't realize he was the cablin asian until he mentioned that he was the cablin asian so we had a big chuckle over that and when he mentioned to me that that he's sean the cablin asian i said man you were a pretty good caller to the rome show and then we proceeded to talk about jeff and richmond his 18 and three quarter inch pipes and his luxury sled so we, we go way back Jim, there's no question
0: freaking nick Nick Casario, that, that is one of the all-time great jungle stories. We don't play that enough. Th- th- that is such an amazing thing. That's Nick Casario, the guy who was in the middle of that trade yesterday, running the Texans, saying, I am a jungle clone from back in the day. Haven't logged as much smack off time because, well, I run an NFL franchise but I knew Sean Pendergast, but I never made the connection that he was Shawnee the Kablin-Asian. Asian, the ghost, the and then he quoted the Jeff and old- Richmond, and being that Nick is a guy family. that's into analytics and measurables, he knew the size of his pipes. His 13 and one quarter inch pipes. And the aforementioned also, Jeff and Richmond called yesterday. We just didn't know if it was a fake or not initially. So you want to talk about clones in high places. That Nick Asario story is amazing. An amazing story. Anyway, back to the draft itself. So did they do the right thing? Did they overpay? What do we make of this? Personally, I like it. I do. Not my draft picks, but I like it. You can't knock the aggressiveness. You can't knock him for going out and getting what he thinks is a potential franchise quarterback and a potential cornerstone piece for the defense. Now, yes, they did pay a pretty freaking steep price for those two dudes. They had to send the 12th pick, their second rounder tonight, first and third rounders next year, just to move up nine spots. So I understand why people are asking, why would you do that? Why would you pay all that when the cupboard is essentially bare? Doesn't this team need players? Doesn't this team need so many players? Well, yes. And that's why they did what they did. They do need players. However, they think they think they landed a pillar and a cornerstone on both sides of the ball. Now, we have to see if Stroud and Anderson pan out. We have to see whether or not they are those guys. And they better be to justify that price. But I understand why Nick paid that price. Again, I like that gamble. I like how aggressive Nick Casario was. But but, for that gamble to pay off, Anderson doesn't just need to be good or very good. He needs to be unbelievable. The guy's got to be a monster for that trade to pay off. You know, and he might be. He might be. Time will tell. I know why some folks are skeptical, but my snap reaction is, and again, no, they're not my draft picks. They're not my assets. But what I think is that is a big-ass swing, and it took a big brass set. And I'm always going to bet on somebody who is an underground and out-in-the-open jungle clone from back in the day. I got you, Nick. I got you. I like it. I like it. And not just because he's a jungle guy through and through. I like what it represents, man. That is a big brass swing. Also, you know, I'm also happy for CJ Stroud. I am really glad that that S2 test that he flunked did not wreck the start of his career or stick to him for the rest of his career or cost him a ton of cash. In fact, come to find out, it didn't matter at all. Did not matter at all. 18th percentile, 97th percentile. Come to find out, it was fake news. I mean, it's not fake in that it didn't happen. It did happen. But luckily, it didn't matter. Fake news in that sense, and real bull crap. Like so much of the draft is every single year. Don't believe me? Ask Will Levis, the alleged first or second pick who is still waiting to hear his name called. Then again, Stroud knew better. After all, he is a football player, not a test taker. His words, not mine. I'm not a test taker, so uh, I play football uh, for me. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, I don't got nothing to prove to nobody. So I don't, I'm not going to sit here and explain how I process football.
3: The people who are making the picks know what I can do. Um, so that's all that matters to me.
0: Right. And I know that a lot of internet dopes, social media tools, overall D-bags, gave this guy a hard time for that answer saying, oh, okay, CJ actually stands for Cardell Jones because of Jones's legendary tweet. By the way, this tweet should put him in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame and social media, quote, why should we have to go to class if we came here to play football? We ain't come here to play school. Classes are pointless. My man, thanks for saying what y'all are thinking. And then, unfortunately, a bunch of geniuses because of, well, the initials and the Ohio State connection, a bunch of geniuses started to gloss CJ Cardell Jones Stroud, him that. And then some other dopes actually took the time to go onto his Wikipedia page and say that CJ did stand for Cardell Jones Stroud. Y'all trolled the hell out of this dude, but he's right. He's a football player, not a test taker, and it didn't hurt him. He went second overall, and now he's the future of the Houston Texans, no matter what the hell you losers want to do to his wiki page. Listen, I've been doing this a very long time, so I am very familiar with the NFL draft silly season, or stupid season, or moron season, or idiot season. But I have to say, this stupid season felt even more stupid than usual. This idiot season seemed more idiotic than ever before. Idiot. Imbecile. Moron. Jackass. Hey, don't believe me. Again, go ask Will Levis. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky, shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for old trapper in the clear view bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it. In major retail stores near you, clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper or what's your beef. He's not hard to find. He's still in the green room. It's been a while since we had a QB stuck in the green room all night. Staring at his phone, squirming in his seat, cringing and turning pink and then red and then crimson as the night went on. Felt badly for the dude. But that was the nightmare that Will Levis lived through last night. And why? Because of the stupidity of the stupid season. This dude actually had the second best odds to go first overall the morning before the draft. Wednesday morning, this dude was a plus 600 to be the first overall pick. And I did point out at that time just how absurd that was. And not just because Levis didn't seem to be regarded that highly by most people who matter, but also because of the ridiculous reason that his odds did spike. Like, we see this all the time, right? Leading up to the draft, you see guys soaring up the draft board, and you see guys plummeting down the draft board. And so many times for the wrong reasons. But never more wrong than this reason. One of the biggest reasons this guy was soaring up the draft board and then suddenly an affected betting markets in a big way is because some apparently random Reddit user went with some information. Like had a hot tip, had some inside info. Shocking, I know. Utterly astonishing that the random dude on a random message board who posted the following was totally full of crap. The post read, quote, Will Levis is currently plus 4,000 to be the first overall pick. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he's telling friends and family Carolina will, in fact, take him on Thursday. You're welcome. End of quote. No way. You mean that wasn't true? That wasn't accurate? You mean we really can't trust, quote, saleagreeable2834 on Reddit? Saleagreeable2834 didn't have the biggest scoop of the entire NFL draft? I I know this will shock you. Saleagreeable2834 has already deleted his account on Reddit. I mean, listen, one thing for even one moron in this country to see that and believe that. But how about thousands and thousands and thousands of morons and some people who actually matter, who see that, believe that, and then move betting markets because of that? Who the hell sees something like that from somebody like that and not only believes that, but puts their hard-earned money on that. What imbecile does that? (laughs) Apparently, a lot of you imbeciles. And I'm talking about a lot. Just not the people who actually make the decisions, which is why Levis is probably still in that green room as we speak. Turns out, the Levis hype was all smoke. But the Anthony Richardson hype was incredibly real. Segway. Of course the Anthony Richardson hype was real. Did you see this dude at the combine? He's 6'4", 245, and he ran a four four three. And the guy can throw the ball over the moon. And he's already saying that he's going to be a Hall of Famer one day, and I'm not telling him to check himself. He might be. Look, I've got no idea what kind of a player that guy's going to be. But... I'm not at all surprised at who took this guy. Mr. Thrill Seeker himself, Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay was enticed. Of course, Jim Ursay was jonesing hard for this guy. He needed that fix. <laughs> Love to see it. Love to, Love see, to it. see it. Of course, Jim Ursay was enticed by this dude. You know why? because all of this dude's testing was in the upper quartile of the top quartile of quarterbacks in, in this draft class. The winners were in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare air. Right. I am not in any way surprised that Ursay took the biggest gamble of the round, just like I'm not at all surprised that he jumped right on Twitter with his chest puffed out to brag about how smart that pick was. Okay, Colts
1: Nation, here we are in the War Room 2023 draft. Half a million people in Kansas City going crazy, but it was high drama. (laughs) Picks shifting, obviously, at 2 and 3, and... uh, It was very exciting because we were hoping to get Anthony Richardson. He was our targeted man, and um, we were thankful that he was there for
0: My dude. Hey, Jim, I want you to know this. From me to you, I mean this, dude. From me to you. I mean, I'm being so genuine when I say this. I'm not being sarcastic. Dude, you are the best. You are the best. That's like a Jarrah move that even Jarrah can't pull off. Hey, Jarrah, I got bad news, Pop. You've been run down from behind. Ursay's the man now. Urse in the draft room, turning the phone around on himself and just going off. How you like me now? How you like our pick now? You can, dude. Your time is past, my, my guy. You've been a very interesting owner. You've been incredible for team content. Ursay's run your ass down, Jarrah. He just has. Say what you want about Ursay. You got to give it to this dude. He has become a tour de force on team content. And now team Colts have a fascinating project. On their hands, a quarterback. No more chasing around old dudes, trying to squeeze whatever they have out of them. Now they've got themselves a real project with incredible upside. You know what? I can't blame the wild man that is Urse for taking a wild shot at that dude with the highest upside in the draft. In fact, we all should have seen that coming. I like that pick for them. But even more importantly, I love Urse letting us know how awesome it is from the War Room. Dude's the best. Something else we should have seen coming, and I know this is a monster block, but something else we should have seen coming was Howie Roseman having another huge night because that's all Howie does these days. And the Eagles don't just get two of the most talented players in the draft class to add to their already stacked roster in Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith, but they also add two more Georgia Bulldogs. Basically, the Philadelphia Eagles, their defense is slowly turning into the Philly Bulldogs or Georgia North. Clearly, Philly is doing something right because arch nemesis and jungle favorite Micah Parsons was straight up nauseous. He was sick. Straight up. Nauseous and sick over the Eagles' picks on the Bleacher Report Draft Show. I'm just so sick
1: to my stomach right now. Not only does he have veteran credit. Next to Fletcher Cox. It's Jordan Davis for like the next five years. That is just. Don't (sighs) y'all just have N'Kobe Dean? Oh, yeah. We're we're just Georgia North. Yeah, I just think the Eagles like Georgia. But I'm just sick. I'm just sick to my stomach right now. I'm just sick to my stomach.
0: My dude, that is music to my ears. Do you know why? Micah, if you're going to just get up in here. And say you're sick to your stomach seeing that. You of all people, Micah, you're sick to your stomach seeing that. My dude, I have a question for you. Micah, is this the NFL draft or is it the sissy draft? Now you know how I felt when you made me eat gross, spicy, pizza on national television big dog this is the spicy challenge not the sissy challenge yo wait I, I need to see the gift card dude are you done with that why don't you just dump that whole bottle on that can we get a gift card on I, need need mo- I need to see the money on the table 20 dollars right now that, that ain't, gets- n- that ain't <laughs> enough dude that ain't enough how about you put that watch on the table <laughs> i'm just sick to my stomach right now i'm just sick to my stomach are you micah is this the sissy draft Or the NFL Draft? This is the spicy challenge, not the sissy challenge. This is the NFL Draft, not the sissy draft, Micah.
1: I'm just sick to my stomach right
0: now. Yeah, Micah. It's the NFL Draft, big dog. Not the sissy draft. Hey, my dude, just kidding. Just kidding, bro. Not really. Kinda. Not really. Kidding. Not at all. (laughs) And one more thing, clones. Clones. Let me save all of you the trouble because I know what you really want to do with all this. If you're getting ready for the NFL right now, you're probably not Will Levis. You're getting ready
1: for work right Sorry, now? Sorry, clones. Then you're probably not Doug Collins.
0: I did it. See, so you can't. If you're getting if you're ready getting for the NFL for right, now, right now, then you're probably, you're probably not, not Keon White. If, if you're, you're getting, getting ready for the NFL right now, right now, right now you're probably, probably not, not, not my guy Doug Brian Collins. Branch. If you're getting ready for the NFL right now, you're probably not Joey Porter Jr. Man, what a cold business. How do y'all let Joey Porter's kid twist like that all night? I'm telling you, he's going to make all of you his Huckleberry this season and maybe for the rest of his life. And one last thing, clones. Sorry to wreck your fun. We could talk three hours on all things draft-related. But we're not talking three seconds about Will Levis's sisters or his girlfriend or his mom. I'm fine if you want to talk about his foot. Your mom. Hell, I'd take a 10-minute call on his alleged aversion or terror of milk or mayo in his Starbucks we're not having your perv talk, clones. Don't bring that perv up in here about his fam. And we're also not talking about Lucas Vanessa's dad getting handsy with his gal. Also not a fair game or fair topic. Pervs. Can we stick to football? US Cellular has some great news, especially for you. Person listening to this podcast. Right now you can get one line with unlimited data for just twenty nine ninety nine. So unlike other cell networks, you won't have to pay for lines you don't need just to get a good price. Get one line for twenty-nine ninety-nine with unlimited data today. US Cellular built for us. Terms do apply. Visit USCellular.com for details. Charles Robinson back in the jungle. Charles, what's up, dude? How you feeling?
3: Man, I'm I'm recovering. My voice is cracking a little bit today, but uh trying to get trying to get the fluids in, hydrated for tonight. But man, what a the first round lived up to the chaos. It's
0: like no I said, I get it, dude. I feel you. Thanks for playing through it. Straight chaos. Let me get your thoughts. In fact, I want to ask you about the draft, obviously, but why don't we start first with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson? They finally get that deal done. What is your reaction to it? And then what's that deal at those numbers tell you?
3: Well, why, why have an agent when someone else will just have their agent do the work for you, right? right. I mean, like Lamar, Lamar Jackson, when you look at it, he basically waited for the Jalen Hurts deal to come in. And given that he was going to relent on this idea that he wanted a fully guaranteed contract, the next play after that, was to sit down and go, okay, well, what's the other quarterback in the negotiation? That's Hurts. Could he reset the market? That's your second question. Yes, he could. And number three, when is that supposed to happen? That's supposed to happen before the season kicks off, so why not just sit back in the cut, let it happen, and then the Baltimore Ravens, it's now in their court to beat it. Show me that you can beat uh, the, an- the annual average value. He's making $51 million a year. Show me you can beat the guaranteed money. You got $180 million in true guarantees. And the Ravens stepped to the table and said, we'll do it. Five-year deal, 52 million, make it a million more a year. And we're going to give you 185 in in true guarantees. And, you know, so for Lamar, he did well. I give him credit. I mean, you know, not having an agent, um, he played it as well as I think he could have. Uh, He got every dollar and dime that I think he, he likely would have gotten had he had an agent in this negotiation. And I think for the Ravens, um, you know they got to the point once they crossed the threshold and, and uh, signed Odell Beckham Jr clearly they had wide receiver high on their draft board they were committed to look rolling the dice and saying we believe this was the guy who was going to take us to a super bowl when we drafted him now we're making this commitment we're all bound together now no this this contract's not just about Lamar's viability this is a John Harbaugh's future this is Eric DeCosta's future everybody in that franchise Um, That is fireable moving forward is now wrapped up in this deal, and I think both sides have to know that because if you look at a number of the other deals that have come in prior to this, not including the Hertz deal, a lot of them have gone bad. Aaron Rodgers has gone badly. Kyler Murray has gone badly. I mean, you go down the list, uh, Russell Wilson, that's off to a horrible start. So you don't want to fall into that territory. They need to compete for a Super Bowl starting in 2023.
0: Glad I asked. Charles Robinson joining us. All right, so what do you make of the Texans taking C.J. Stroud at number two and then moving up to get Will Anderson with that third pick overall and the package they gave up to do so?
3: I think it's funny. Everybody's killing the Texans on this. And let me tell you why. So when we we put together our annual All-Juice team, right, in honor of Therese Paler, and I, I talked to a ton of teams as we were putting that together. And one of the questions I was asking the teams is like, can you give me an idea of the number of first-round grades you have on prospects this year. It was comically low, comically low. Teams were struggling to get into the double digits. I talked to one team in the AFC, the general manager told me, we have eight, eight first-round grades. And he said, I guarantee you, when we get to the end of the second round in this draft, there are going to be fifth-rounders on our board that are going off at the end of the second round in this upcoming draft. That's how jacked up this talent field is, right? And yet... The Texans identify two cornerstone players, one in C.J. Stroud, one in Will Anderson, and they say, you know what? We're not that impressed, really, frankly, with the number of the the players in this draft. Our board, our first round, the the number of first-round guys we have on our board, I think if you ask me, and they probably won't confirm this, is probably in the range of like 10, 11, 12 right there. We see two difference makers who can be cornerstones on each side of the ball. We have a head coach in D'Amico Ryans who sees himself in this, this pass rusher we could get out of Alabama. Our owner wants a quarterback next to Bryce Young, is the most prolific quarterback that's available to us. And frankly, we're not that impressed. Other than Caleb Williams, we're not that impressed with the quarterback class in 2024. So what do you do? You load up and you will get your guys. And then the draft nicks come out afterward and they kill you. And, you know, the, the instant snap draft grades are the version of you and I walking out of the gym And then going straight into McDonald's and ordering a triple cheeseburger—it's a bad freaking idea. But we do it because it's our guilty pleasure. It makes us feel good in the moment, and then later we regret it. All these draft grades, this stuff—this is all this is just crap. People are gonna be regretting down the road.
0: Hey, listen, I'm with you. I actually like it. I'm not saying I, I know for a fact that it's going to pan out. I like sure. it, though. I, I like it. I like what they did, and I like the argument you just made for it. Let me ask you this. Are you as surprised as I am that anonymous Reddit guy missed as badly on his Will <laughs> Levis evaluation as he did?
3: Listen, anonymous Reddit guy banked. I have no question that some of these things that happen with the draft picks um, shooting up and down the board. Right. You know, oh, Will Levis going into uh, – th- there was the first that was, the as you said, the anonymous Reddit guy who you know supposedly leaked that Levis was telling his family that the Panthers had told him he's going one. All of a sudden, Levis flies up the boards in terms of uh, being the first pick off. Then before the draft starts, he was like a hammerlock. The odds had him as, as the hammerlock number two choice. Doesn't even go in the first round. I think this draft was a wonderful example – of the manipulation of sharps in Vegas when it comes to trying to nail down where players will go in the NFL draft. They now are struggling with the same thing we are struggling with, which is when you talk to teams, they mostly lie to you. That's how drafts you know, end up looking all jacked up and, and mock drafts rarely land. I, I'll, I'll give you an example. I had one, I'm not going to say who it was, but I had one GM who straight up said to me, we were talking about a, a, a player on their board, and he was just like, he he did. He was like, we would never take that kid. I mean, like he's just like, it's not. And, and when you look at us and what we do and how we like our culture, that's not a guy we would take. Guess who they took last night? That's who they took. I mean, just a straight <laughs> up lie. I mean, there was, and that's what Vegas is now dealing with. And Levis was a great example of it. Yeah,
0: but your point, I don't want to lose this point. I think you make a really interesting point. I understand why teams do it, right? They're trying to get to a position where whatever serves them, they're going to tell you. But this kind of bull crap affects betting markets, right? I mean, you're right. I think that guy did bank. I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt he banked. I mean,
3: there's no question. I mean, you don't have the odds change that dramatically. Um, And – I could see somebody doing it on a lark, maybe not expecting it to actually work. But now that people have seen that it does, I'm very curious to see what the 2024 draft looks like. Because someone definitely made out on on some of the movement in these picks. And I, I don't think that's something that's going to be contained just to this year. Next year, it'll be a little easier because no one's really – unless something crashes and burns, I don't see anyone moving Caleb Williams off the number one pick Maybe Drake may, will when we go out there, he'll be the hammerlock number two next year. But, you know, in a draft like this, which is, most drafts are pretty uncertain like this, there's a lot of money to be made by people who can manipulate the Sharps and big.
0: I just never would have thought they could have easily manipulated it the way they did, but they did. One last thought. You wrote recently that bringing in Aaron Rodgers was actually a, quote, two-pronged play for the Jets. What do you mean by that?
3: Yeah, there, it's, so the, the Jets going and getting Rodgers, and this is another one of those things where it was, oh, the Jets gave up so much, and uh, what, a, what a ridiculous amount to give up for a guy. You had the leverage, just wait until training camp, and then you can get him for far less. I, I think people were looking so much at 2023 and 2024 and focused on this short-term play, which is understandable. The Jets want to turn the key on a Super Bowl. They think Rodgers can do that right away. But when you talk to people in the building, They're sitting there and they're saying, hey, let's say we win a Super Bowl in the next few years. That's awesome. That's the big win. But there's also another big win beyond that that we're really starting to focus on, and that's Zach Wilson. They don't think Zach Wilson is a trash player. Everyone out there is just, you know, you look at the film, I get it. I understand the criticism. Um, Times the kid talks and the cameras can't read the room. I get all of that. But they believe there is everything there that they loved about him from a tool standpoint to be salvaged. What he needs, and frankly, what he needed initially was to not play his rookie season. They went the other way on that. I think they regret it. I think if they had it to do over again, they wouldn't have played Zach Wilson. They would have redshirted him. But you know what? You make your mistakes, and now you've got to repair it. I think in their minds, they think if Zach Wilson sits for the next two years behind Aaron Rodgers, he watches how the guy operates. He picks up every little piece of information he can along the way. And by the way, gets out of the New York spotlight for two years. This guy can be rebooted, and we can get one more bite at the apple with him. Maybe going into that fifth year, if we decide to pick up his fifth year option, he can still be a viable player who lives up to that number two pick. If they pull that off, this trade, regardless of what they do with Rodgers, is a success.
0: Huh? A senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports, co-host of the You Pod to Win the Game podcast. Hey, my dude, for a guy who showed up and said, "I don't know, man, I'm in it. This is a grind." You just nailed it. You crushed it. Appreciate that, Charles. Thank you very much. Well done, as always, but especially the day after the first round. Great job, dude.
3: Appreciate it. Nothing but love, brother.
0: Sam Amick is back. Sam, what's going on? How are you?
2: Bro, me, what's good, brother? Thanks for having
0: me. Oh, dude, great to have you, as always. Hey, Sam, if I'm doing my job, I stay topical and I ask you about what happened last night. But you and I being California guys, I'd rather start here instead. Shoot me straight. When Sacramento jumped on Golden State and they took that two games to none lead, did you think the Warriors and their dynasty were dead in the water at that point? <laughs> or did you know better?
2: Man, you put me on the spot. Yeah, I kind of did. It's funny because I predicted Warriors in six initially, which is obviously now very much in play tonight. But somebody in the media had asked me that question after the first two games, and I had the Kings winning that series after two. You know, they, they jumped on them, looked like they could get this thing done, but it has been something else to see. The Warriors not only wake up, but, you know, to me, the Andrew Wiggins thing is massive. Like, two months he was gone, and we didn't know what he would look like. But he's back, and he's himself. Play looks like himself. Steph is balling out. So this, uh, this group—apologies for the noise there—this group, obviously, is reminding folks who they are right now.
0: We're talking to Sam Amick, so— I agree with you. In fact, I went the other way. We, My guy, James Kelly, and I, we do a little bit of gambling on the program, a little bit. We both hit, and I I love Sacramento coming in, but when Sacramento won the first two games, it was at that point that we bet Golden State, and the Kings fans were furious, right? but it made sense. It kind of made sense, so here we are, but where does that leave us, right? I mean, the Kings are in trouble right now, down three games to two, and facing an elimination game on the road. I mean, are they already done? How do you think that plays out?
2: You know what? This is for me where I think the psychology of sports is so interesting. Which is to say that you know the Warriors have got—they've shown this desperation in the last three games where they have made it clear they're not ready for this run to be over because the, the, the stakes are incredibly high for them. If they get bounced in the first round, and maybe Draymond Green is gone. Is Clay Thompson not getting an extension? How does Joe Lacob feel, their owner, about the massive luxury tax? And then, my God, like number 30, Steph Curry, how does he see all of this? Bob Myers, their GM, is he going to be back? Losing in the first round was going to put a lot of that stuff in motion. Now, on the King side, to your question, you know, it's just – I think it's very challenging for them to mentally stay out of that space where you kind of look in the mirror and say, man, we have really had a nice season, and we really competed against the Dynasty Warriors. Now, do we – what is the motivation what is the intensity where does that come from to get over the hump and actually knock them off i think that's what they're struggling with mike brown has taken the approach of of his messaging has kind of been like i feel like i've I've raised my kids so to speak and and now i'll see how they do in the world if that makes sense but he's putting it on them and right now obviously they're not getting it done and, and i have a hard time seeing them Muster up what it what it would take to get it done.
0: Sam Amick is joining us. Sam, one of your colleagues at the Athletic posed a very interesting question. "Quote: The Grizzlies did something rare; they beat LeBron in an elimination game. Can they do it two more times?" End of quote. It's a good question. Where do you come out on that?
2: Um, I, I think I got the Lakers winning tonight. Uh, the age slash kind of timing calendar factor of tonight's game and possible game seven is, to me, the number one thing because the Lakers are Jekyll and Hyde. They have that in their personality. But, you know, you're getting one day in between games right now, and then you're getting brutal travel. It's the exact opposite of what the Kings and Warriors are experiencing. They get to get on a bus and drive back and forth. The Lakers, with their, you know, very old but very incredible LeBron James, got to get on a plane, and they've had to the last couple days. Uh, you know, from a fatigue energy standpoint, I'm really curious to see how the Lakers come out. AD's not old, but but he got old man bones because he's been hurt so much. Um, you know, to me that's a factor. But if I had to pick one, I think they close out tonight. But Memphis does have boxing, They've got fight. They, they swag is their type of word. Uh, you know, so it wouldn't shock me to see this go game seven, but I got the
0: Lakers tonight. Sam Amick is joining us. All right, Sam, what about Boston? They finally finished off Atlanta last night, but it did take longer than it should have. It gave Philadelphia and Joel Embiid a little more time to rest and recover. How big a question mark is Embiid with this knee injury, and how do you see Boston v. Philly playing out?
2: Great series. I'm excited to watch it. Uh, the Embiid knee is, is obviously front and center. You know, I loved his, uh, you know, Troll Embiid style, Troll Embiid the other day when he's tweeting about Ice Trey and how much he was enjoying this Hawks-Celtic series, because Trey Young did create more time on the couch for him, more rehab time, and that's not a good thing for Boston. Um, the Celtics don't obviously look like a team that is hell-bent on, you know, righting the wrong of last season and finishing the job in dominant form. It doesn't mean they can't do it, but they continue, you know, like you said, the, the Hawks this is a playing team, and this is a team that has had all kinds of drama this season, and questions about Trey Young and his future, and, and their identity was not really set in stone. You got a new coach who's only been there a couple months, and Clint Snyder. So in terms of the optics, I don't think it's a great look for them to, have, you know, had to fight so much to get through that first round, and and Philly, you know, they took care of business against Brooklyn. They did what they had to do. If Joel is healthy, it would not surprise me at all to see the Sixers advance.
0: Sam Amick joining us. Sam, you wrote a column this morning on this next topic that I want to bring up, a really good column. So Giannis gets really defensive, and he pushes back on the notion that despite losing to an eight seed in five games and blowing two double-digit leads in back-to-back games, that this season was not a failure for the Bucks. where do you come out on that generally, and what about that interaction with the reporter in question? What kind of insight can you provide on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't normally write sports media columns. I did here because I feel strongly about it. Um, that reporter was a friend and colleague, Eric Naim, who has covered Giannis in various forms since 2015. They have a wonderful relationship. And honestly, like 90-plus percent of the insightful Giannis Antetokounmpo coverage and work that has been created during his career has come from this particular reporter. And, and the point and why I bring that up and wrote about it in the column is that it's his, I know I'm subjective. I'm in the media. I think our jobs enhance the fan experience, but Eric was not just some schlub reporter throwing a allegedly clickbaity headline grabbing question. This was a guy who knows how Giannis thinks and knew that to force him into a binary question of do you think this season was a failure would open up the type of insights that the rest of the world now enjoy. Uh, where I fall on the debate I don't really think it matters because, to me, it only matters if it's an athlete uh, like I'm not to you know bury a guy here, but if it was James Harden giving this perspective, then you'd sit there saying, "What are do you doing, James?" People are already questioning your you know kind of your motor when it matters most and your training and the way you dedicate yourself to the game. Giannis arguably works harder than anybody in the NBA, and his fire, if you will, is on a n- another level. So I you know to me it spoke to the way Giannis lives and thinks, which is to say that I think he just really pushes back against the idea that you want me to call this a failure. Well, does that mean I just wasted my last year of my life that I should have been spending time with my family instead of being in the gym and in the weight room? I think that is the way that he's unpacking it. Um, and I just, I love the conversation. Now, obviously what the Bucks did was a disaster. They were widely seen as the best team in the NBA is – Injury situation didn't help, but they still completely, you know, just dropped the ball when it mattered most, and Miami had their number. So terrible season for the Bucks in terms of where it finished up. Uh, it, it doesn't, though, mean that, you know, that, that he wasted the last
0: 12 months of his life. Sam Amick is joining us. All right, then, Sam, I can appreciate that. One last thought. What about the Knicks advancing to the second round for the first time in a decade? They get the Heat, who shocked Milwaukee. What do you think Tom Thibodeau has in store for the legend that is playoff Jimmy? Because no matter what playoff Jimmy says (laughs) about him not being a thing, it is very much a thing. And then how do you see that series playing out?
2: First of all, and I'm embarrassed to admit this, I honestly can't believe that not until this very moment on live radio on your incredible show did I think about the reunion component of Tom Thibodeau and Jimmy Butler, which is just fantastic. I love it. Those two guys, when they were together in Chicago, together in Minnesota, they are spirit animals in the type of way that I maybe have never come across in covering this league, and it makes for a great matchup. You know, Tibbs. Uh, had tips to tips three years into this Knicks experience actually still has players listening to him. That's not his track record. The Knicks are balling out. Uh, I think the Knicks are the better team. Jimmy's incredible. It's just hard to look at that heat squad, uh, you know, Eric Folster, by the way, you know, incredible coach. He's going to be, have them ready. But man, like the offensive side of the ball, no Tyler hero. You know, how long can guys like Caleb Martin and Max Truce do it at this level? Cause it hasn't just been Jimmy, they, for them to beat the Knicks, Jimmy's got to be special. Bam Adebayo's got to be special. You know, shoot, even Kevin love got to find a way to make an impact. Like, I think it'll be a fun series. I think the
0: Knicks prevail. Mm. He is a senior NBA writer for The Athletic. Previously covered the league for USA Today, Sports Illustrated, and the Sacramento B and as always, shows up, shows out, and crushes it. Sam, thank you very much. Appreciate you, and a great job as always, dude. Nice job.
2: Thank you, Romy.
0: Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com match. And I could never thank this guy enough for what he's done. So he goes right to the front of the line. Steve in H Town, AKA Stucknut, the legend, the icon. Steve O, what's going on, brother?
2: Oh, did you say Stucknut? Actually, my friends call me
0: Psych um... That's not a good call. No. You don't like what just call? happened. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. With the first pick. In the 2023 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select
1: the week that was
0: Hey now, how about that weekend? What's going on? Welcome to the jungle. My name is Jim Rome. Lots of stuff went down, but that went fast. Good to be back. A tremendous Monday to you. What is up? The Kings still had to step up. And capitalize. How badly do you think Harrison Barnes wanted that? And he had a good look, too, didn't he? Barnes yeah! for the lead! Harrison must have been like, ah ha, ha, I own you how you like me now. Tell me how my earth tastes. Damn. Ben Golver. I'm doing great, Jim. We got LeBron
1: James getting kinda of punched below the belt. <laughs> Jeff Curry doing a Chris Webber moment. Fans Got the
0: Sacramento Kings fans back in full force. It's just a great time for the NBA. I pulled bears. Dude, you started this fight, and then you abandoned the fight by getting ejected in the midst of that fight.
1: You think I intended to hit LeBron James in the nuts?
0: So now you are victim- Brooks, until further notice. Yep. I got Knicks! NBA playoffs without Knicks, Knicks fan is not a playoff that I want to be a part of. I got of. one
2: question. Yeah, question. Yo, KB! KD. Don't you regret coming that coming?
0: I am in awe. They're starving, man. Ooh, bing! Ball. Bing, Had to show up at an event, and all the dads had to do speeches. Then I did my speech. You think Lee Evans was bad. Put you guys like in leather helmets and... I had a room of Lee Evanses to my speech. Lee Evans joining me. Morant wants to push. James down there waiting for him. Morant, oh my God. My man, I, I don't want to embellish this, but I think the jaw tried to dunk over LeBron and took off from the three-point line. Dude, I want to see you playing for a long time. He is B. John Robinson and joins me via Zoom. You know,
1: I can't wait to see where I end up at, just like everybody
0: else. You know, it's going to be a fun ride. Will Anderson Jr. Saban said something about you, quote, because he's a dog-ass competitor. Yeah, it means everything. He knows how much I love the game of football. He knows how much,
1: you know, I spent time studying it. He really believes in my ability.
0: I'm very self-motivated. Vindictive Aaron is in. the best Aaron. For the first time, and forever, the Jets actually matter. Packer fans already starting to pile on. Get out of here, Aaron. Get! Get! Get the crap, Aaron. Get the crap. It's Jordan's turn. Get! Once they start losing and he gets all squirrely and defensive and starts spouting his new age kookery.
3: But you know what? At least we'll have games at noon. I do not have to go to a game on Monday and drive home two hours when the game's
1: over at midnight.
2: Andre the Giant, have you ever read some of those stories from the cleaning ladies on
1: Reddit? Oh, kind of like a proposal. <clears throat> and I said yes.
0: <laughs> Dang, Frank. That sounds really romantic. You're a lucky man. How big is that ring? Heavy Can we see the ring? He is Michael Lombardi. He joins us via Zoom. I definitely think they should
1: take Bryce Young. I've been saying on my podcast, I've been saying on my show, Jim, that this is a one quarterback draft, really, to me.
0: Young lets it go. And... Do you not remember Nick's fan? Unlocking nice. ice tray mode. No. Young, darling. No. no.
2: no. 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 Trey young, no. you motherfucker. Bring Rogues into the studio one Wednesday and let us fire some questions at him before he runs off to Colorado and gets his Cheech
0: and Chong on. Pluto! Kauai CU and Payne George. 1,100, 1100 hospital beds, toilets. IV drips, toilets. catheters, toilets. bedpans, toilets. beds, toilets. injections, toilets. and toilets. toilets. DJ, it's,
1: going to be nuts you're rooting for two things when it comes to drafts i've learned this in the 11 years i've been on the dark side here you want quarterbacks and you want chaos jim and we are going to have both whether we
2: get to smack off 30 smack off 40 or smack off 50 jim in the
1: end all i want you to do is this jim acknowledge
2: me who wants to walk with Jeff from Richmond. John, brother, what's going on? How are you? That town, as you know, Jimmy, is made up of blood and guts and people who will leave it on the floor. And what do we get in return from our sports teams? Nothing. And I've
0: had it. Micah. I'm just sick to my stomach. Is this the sissy draft th- or the NFL this draft? This is the spicy challenge, not the sissy challenge. Charles. Robinson, the instant snap draft grades are the
3: version of you and I walking out of the gym and then going straight into McDonald's and ordering a triple cheeseburger. It's a bad freaking idea, but we do it.
0: Do you get the promotion every year, Sam? Maybe. Eric was not
2: just some schlub reporter throwing a allegedly clickbaiting headline-grabbing question. This was a guy who knows how Giannis thinks.
0: There's no failure in sports. Okay, wait. Hey, Vance Mack, congrats. How does it feel? Yeah, thanks, Vance Mack. Uh, it feels great. I really didn't think that I would ever win one of these things, but now that I have. Uh, I mean, it hasn't even sunk in yet. I know Maggie and Perloff want to interview me. Of course, I'll do that. His ball. History coming oh, oh. Stevo, what's going on, brother? Oh, uh, did you say stuck nut? Actually, my friends call me Psych. Ah. Jimmy Butler did, bro. You. Bitch. Now, give us give back our week It was. <clears throat> and I said yes. Trey Young ball! Trey Young ball! I'm going to ask the question, Cranberry. Who are you? Awesome visiting with you. Take care and thanks so much for your support of hockey. No, we go back a long
1: ways, Jim. always appreciate the time we get to spend with each other.
0: I'm out. How are you, Jim? Time runs out on Grayson Allen.
2: Look at you. Do your
1: job.
0: Happy birthday, Vamp. And until next time, Jim, good night now! <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. A very good Tuesday to you. I am Jim Rome. Great to be back. Nice to have you here. Let's go. Got a lot to cover and a big announcement coming up later on. But thanks to Bill Ryder for holding it down yesterday while I was out. Don't worry, clones. It's just today. Let's get the anger out of the way. Let's be happy. I have trouble calling Tom Benedetto Shock. Sack down. Probably cannot believe this is really happening right now. Light the beam. Light the beam. Yeah! Yeah! Socktown, show me your cowbells and your laser beams. No, it's a big deal. Getting the job done in the first two games of a playoff series with the four-time champs is no freaking joke. Draymond stepped on him, but Sabonis... Draymond used Sabonis like a trampoline on a slam ball court. Draymond would have went to the rim with a double somersault tomahawk windmill jam.
2: Jimmy, I feel like parody Larry. I've been waiting so long, but I got something
0: for you. Any more cowbells? Chris Mannix joining us. Believe what your eyes are showing you. The second half of the season, Anthony Davis has looked like the Anthony Davis we have seen in his best years. The guy that takes that pressure off of LeBron and other guys like AD and again, Austin Reeves to make plays. Austin Reeves. Oh!
2: And that a girl to Amber in Portland. You know, she's kind of what we're we'll referred to in college as a moped. Nothing wrong with them. They both get you where you want to go. You just don't want to let your friends see you on one. Enjoy that golden ticket. Hey,
0: any day, uh, Alvin. Come oh, on, guys. Dang, coach. Point me to oh. the nearest concrete wall because I just got the sudden urge to run right through one. Oh, yeah. Brock Purdy Doc said, I don't know.
3: It's possible he could be ready to play at the start of the season, but it is far from a guarantee that he will do so.
0: The date for Smackoff number 29 is. Friday, June 30th. Smack Off 29. Friday, June 30th. 2023. You should have known, right? It's on. Come and get some. Come.
2: Get some, you little bitch!
0: The countdown starts right now. I don't know how many titles I need to win before I feel like I
3: belong here. But let's not leave any doubt and go back to back just in case, shall we? This stuff
0: happened? It's basketball. We got to move on next place. How that guy went from that, it's basketball, it happens all the time, to, so yeah, I don't know, I'm questionable for game three. Sounds like somebody got in his ear like, sit in that wheelchair. We need to fit you for a full body cast. And if I would have been Draymond, I might have punched the bonus or put my foot through his chest. Kevin Hart is my game. I appreciate you even more
2: Forever a fan You've been doing it At a high level For some time now man And it's always a pleasure I love the fact That this platform Is always available Humbled by it Every single
0: time But like He's having like Michael Jordan out You're doing. lucky He even performs for you Bastard! Leave j alone Not that he gives a damn He's got paid What's your beef? I got to beef with everybody. Hang on a second.
2: I'm trying to use the phone. When you love someone, you want to smear chocolate all over their bodies and lick them clean. Before slowly removing their dentures and going Gene Slim- Simmons on his slabs of belly. Uh,
0: That's not a call. No. Do you know how bad you have to be? Uh, hi. Hi. <laughs>
2: hi, Pimp. We go to dance together, and he always forgets the dances on stage, so then we get bad scores.
0: Dan, what's your beef? Mock drafts one more week. Are you kidding me?
2: Good thing Draymond Groin didn't live up to his moniker at Stomp Lower. We'd be calling the other guy DeMontis
0: Sorboner. Email. I'm literally going to smoke Jim Ron today. I'm only up to the I in Jim.
2: <laughs> Happy 420. Rome, the pimp in the hot box. Now I am the LeBron of Chrome. Brian
0: Prance joining us. Having to face the potential number one overall pick in the draft, Price Young, every single day in practice. Him and Matt Jones. Going to catch them two guys, I feel like I have to step my game up. Fabian, what's going on? Oh, hey, Rome, you caught me off guard, bro. Hey. How can I catch you off guard? You called me. Happy 422, you and all the Chrome. Hey, it cool. Come on, oh, man. God. Diaz. We had a fight He's for your team, Skip. It's like that little bell at the check in desk back in the day at the hotel. I'll be stomping up and down on it. It's a Friday morning news Bombshell. How many
2: chicklets Methylene has in her mouth at plus 800? How many blow up dolls Ed in San Antonio has gone through? Backed over to tie my shoes, I look up, and who's right in my face? The backside of Ian pulled my finger to her and he gave me pink eyes.
0: Kick in the stick. The cabs were making things pretty tough. Kick in the stick. On Jalen. Don't interrupt me, dude. <laughs> oh, that was Alvin. Dude, that dude, was dude. Alvin. Whoa. He set me up. Can
2: you get that guy a new photo? He looks like the creepy guy. Hanging out around the local middle school wearing sweatpants. <laughs> either win with me, or you can watch
0: me win. There's actually a third option. They can listen to you, never win. I don't care, he's old. <laughs> hey Wells, hey Drew, why don't you lose my number? If you don't want to roll the boat, but you want to mow the grass? Or 420. Sweat and rosin. Aloha means hello, and do means goodbye. Met him at the
1: ground, Apex.
0: The Smack Off. Friday, June 30th. Now it's Smack Off season. I have to load manage my lips. Good night now!
2: Good night now!